This is Talk of the Town. I'm Bob Cudmore. Our program's heard on Magic 590 and 100.5 in Albany and on 1410 and 96.9 in the Glens Falls, Lake George region. My guest this week is Matt Ossenfort, serving his second term as the first elected county executive in Montgomery County. He is a Republican. I mean, just uh, kind of lay the groundwork, look at the big picture. Let's look at Montgomery County. Uh, you have one city, Amsterdam, a number of towns, Florida, Glen, Mohawk, and a number of villages, Canajahari, Fort Plain, Fonda, St. Johnsville. It sounds like there could be a lot of competing interests here. That's I would I would say that's a, a fair assumption, but I think one of the things that I've certainly emphasized is that um, we're not big enough to go it alone, and we need to all work together and try to create a vision moving forward. And our needs are different in certain areas, but that doesn't mean we all can't work together towards a common goal, which is ultimately make Montgomery County a better place to live, work, and play. Like you, I'm from there yes. orig- originally. Oh, yeah. And it, it always seemed to me that comparing it to some of the other local counties like Albany, um, Schenectady, and, and Rensselaer, that there was less interest in the part of the county that was away from the only city, mm-hmm. Amsterdam. It, there was less interest in that city than, let's say, somebody in Dwaynesburg has in the city of Schenectady. I mean, it's a, that's such a compact county that they all kind of tend to pull together. Well, when you look at where we're nestled between central New York and the capital region, so on the eastern side of the county, as you know, you see a lot of the shopping, a lot of the traveling, and you know you head towards Schenectady and Albany. But on the western side of the county, you you then see people going to Little Falls and Utica to do mm-hmm. certain things. So you know, I think that contributes to um, you know it, it's b- based on what people's needs are and where they go to do what they do, and and it's just sometimes a, a shorter ride maybe to Utica than it is to go to Amsterdam mm-hmm. or Schenectady. We're talking with Matt Ossenfort, the first elected county executive in Montgomery County. You delivered your uh, state of the county address not that long ago. And, you know, in all honesty, these these addresses by political leaders, you know, people move on to the next thing. But you really made uh, front page news above (laughs) the fold uh, regarding a business park project called the Mohawk Business Park. Mohawk, one of the towns in Montgomery County. And you said you were not looking to move forward with the process of annexing the uh, 260 acres of farmland uh, in the town of Mohawk to the city of Johnstown in neighboring Fulton County for industrial use. That sentence, I think, says it, but it's, huh, what's going on? But they're taking, the idea was to take uh, this parcel of land in the town of Mohawk, make it part of the city of Johnstown, which is more able to come up with monies for development, and the hope was to have industry there. Uh, why would you oppose this? Well, the, the 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 key piece was infrastructure, and and that's where the annexation came into it because you couldn't. There was no Montgomery County entity that could provide a viable uh, water or sewer or, or or the infrastructure that needed to be there. But basically, what I said in my speech is when I started in 2014, our unemployment rate was over 10 percent, um, and 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 fast forward now, and and it's a very different county. 
And, you know, you see the progress we're making at the former Beechnut site on Exit 29. You have the Dollar General Distribution Center opening with 400 jobs that hasn't been even accounted for yet. And we're already at full un- full employment. So you've seen our unemployment rate drop dramatically. You're seeing economic development projects happen up and down the county, which we're very excited about. The city of Amsterdam just won the $10 million DRI. So here we are, you know, with this annexation issue and this potential economic development project, which has potential, um, but at the same time, it's, it's really breaking apart the community. And it's been dragging on for a long time. And I'm the type of person that I want to try to unite people and get people focused, uh, uh, you know, in, in a positive way. And this was just ripping our community apart. So at this point, I said, you know what, when you look at the situation on the ground, which is, you know, j- the jobs are here. I don't hear people saying, you know, we need jobs, jobs, jobs. Now we have more of a workforce development type of uh, challenge, which is how do we match the people we have with the jobs that are here? How do we provide transportation from the capital region, Utica, to get people here to work, mm-hmm. show people the opportunities to buy a home and what it's like to live in this area? Um, that's our challenge now. Let's not spend our time ripping everybody to shreds uh, and, 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 and over uh, something that may or may not happen when there's plenty of of good things happening in the county right now. So I said, you know what? It's time to change course. Uh, while it could be potentially a great economic development project, it's not worth, as sometimes I joke and say, the juice isn't worth the squeeze. It, <laughs> it, it's not, it really doesn't make sense for us at this point. And I, I have no problem saying, hey, you know, uh, we can adjust as times go. I don't, just because you took a position at one point doesn't mean you have to stick with it, you know, until other, it doesn't cha- make sense. You changed your mind on this. Well, right? yeah. And, and it was based on what I'm seeing. And, and what I'm seeing is tremendous progress in the region. And it's going to take time. Time, but uh, you know whether it's the Chalmers Project in Amsterdam, the the rec- recreational center that's part of the DRI, the uh, other uh, you know projects, and, and then the Exit 29, which I could talk to you for two okay, hours right, on, right. which is my greatest joy of my job working on that project. So, you know, I want that's where I want to focus my energy, and I want everybody united working together on it. And I don't want you know it was really becoming an issue where you know it, it was getting very. It's tough in the community yeah. as far as people, the back and forth. A lot of people in the town of Mohawk uh, apparently do not support Exactly. And why try to push that forward when the community support isn't there? And, but I was really surprised, you know, and it's been five years now that I've been out of the day-to-day coverage of news in, in your area. Uh, when you say you're one of the you know leading political leaders in the county, it's not about jobs, jobs, jobs anymore. The what? That's what everybody was always saying. And I was surprised at that drop in the unemployment rate yes. to around 5 6%. Yeah, yeah. It's a, And it, it was even on the month-to-months, it was lower than that. But, yeah, we're really – the challenge now is um, – you know, those folks that are dealing with generational poverty um, and, and generational dependence and really need the, those soft skills to get you into these distribution centers, some of them are starting at $20 an hour. Uh, there's tremendous opportunity. And, and so really, I think, you know, we can, we can shift to really focusing on workforce development and trying to pair people with jobs, pairing the private sector employers, because you got 400 uh, coming with the Dollar General Project. There's other interest in the 5S corridor. And I, I, you know, I see this continuing to trend that way. So, and our current employers that are expanding are, are really coming to us and saying, you know, how can we try to connect people with the area in the community? That's why um, we are looking at potentially bringing CDTA into the county because, you know, creating that connection with the capital region in a more uh, structured and real way, I think, will benefit the community and benefit our employers. Since you uh, made this an- announcement, 
uh, some reaction. Uh, the the uh, local assemblyman who covers the area is a Democrat, Angelo yeah. Santa Barbara, is already on this page, it seems to me. He has p- proposed the legislation uh, to put a moratorium on taking more farmland for um, development. Yeah. Uh, in fact, if any, if any uh, in the press, I saw uh, his criticism of you. He said, well, he's not going far enough. Yeah. Yeah, you know, because this project's still alive. I mean, you can't kill. Yeah, well, I think exactly, and I emphasize that, and and I think you know, you you really a couple points that you'd really have to look at things specifically. And I brought up the example of these. There's two big solar projects going on right now in Montgomery County. One in Canajoharie that's already been through uh, most of the local process. Uh, a, a pilot has been agreed to, and it's going to be one of the biggest solar farms in New York State as compared to it. one in Florida, similar uh, type of project. One I support, one I oppose. I think you got to look at it at, at, at an individual. I'd be very concerned about having an, a statewide moratorium or, or just putting a blanket you know, issue, uh, waited, waited to address so the issue. you think that goes too far? I, I, I do. Th- I do. And, and quite frankly, what this is, is this is a legal process. This is two private landowners who have petitioned for annexation. Uh, Because it was an economic development project, you had the counties put in uh, some resources to do the environmental work and some of the uh, that stuff that needs to be done on the site. But ultimately, this is going through the court process. And, and, and that's where really we're focused. And that's where, you know, my position change would Mm -hmm. have an impact. And, you know, we, we have to just see how it goes when it comes to that. But um, that's, that's really why I think people were happy to see the position change. But, um, you know, as far as a statewide moratorium goes, I think protecting farmland is is really important. There's probably not an entity in the county that does more to protect farmland than our Agri- Agricultural Protection Board at the county, which is works on resolutions uh, throughout the year to protect various acres of farmland throughout the county. So that's obviously very important in having that balance between protecting your rural character, because that's one of the things that people love, mm-hmm. you know, who might want to move away from the capital region to have it a little bit more quieter, you know, pristine, you know, you want to see an Amish buggy drive by your, your, your or go by your house. Right. You know, it's there's a there's a special uh, piece of Montgomery County that has that, and we want to protect that. But at the same time, you have to move forward and provide opportunity for people. So I think you know, New York is a local control state. Let the communities decide what they want or what they don't want, and the county is always there to facilitate in a professional way, any economic development projects and, and any uh, resources they may need. And there are two counties involved in this uh, Mohawk Business Park. Uh, and the Fulton County, reading the media accounts, it seems like uh, the um, what the developers up there, or I mean, people who work in government involved in development, mm-hmm. still want to pursue this. Yeah, I think you know uh, they're they're going to continue to look at it. But when the details of it is right now, you have uh, a, a a pool of money that was agreed to by all the entities involved to pay for, like I said, some of the environmental work that needed to be done. That money is going to be running out, um, and I think at this point, I'm not sure. You know the entities involved were willing to put more money into it to keep you know some of that environmental work going further with it. So when and that was part of it. When you looked at it, does it make sense right now? Can I go to my legislature and say, uh, yeah, we need fifty thousand, a hundred thousand dollars more to continue a project that the community doesn't want? Um, you know, when you looked at it, it just didn't it just didn't make sense to move forward. Uh, and and let, you know, we did we pursued it. We try to be a good partner with Fulton County um, and and look at how we can work together. But ultimately, I mean, I've been in office almost six years now, which is uh, hard to believe. But you know, 
it's been going on for that. And, and Pat Beck uh, recently joined the team at the county, and she said to me, Matt, I remember writing it, you know, about this when I was at the Leader Herald. And it's just, <laughs> you know, how much are you going to continue to go forward, divide your community, when, and have this be the focus of attention when there's so much good things uh, happening up and down the county? And that's where I want to try okay. to keep my focus. You're listening to Magic 590's Talk of the Town. I'm Bob Cudmore. My guest is Matt Ossenfort, Montgomery County Executive. Uh, let me ask you about uh, Montgomery County's uh, throughway exits, where there's uh, development going on and different things going on. Sure. Uh, the exit for Amsterdam is exit 27, used to take it all the time. Uh, and that's there's been a lot of development there, uh, somewhat in the t- city of Amsterdam, but maybe more dramatically in the town of Florida. What you've got, this is where the beechnut plant moved from Canada mm-hmm. Harry, yep. Target distribution. Uh, was it Dollar General coming in? That's the new one, yes. Now? Uh, the big Alpenhouse uh, mm-hmm. uh, RV center. Uh, so that that's become quite... Uh, yeah, and this year, actually, Target is, uh, is going on the tax rolls. Uh, and that pilot's over. That's so true. that's they and we're gonna. That's something we really have to look at when our budget comes out because the way the tax cap is structured, you know, it's it's really going to put a big piece of the pie is going to be on target, and that's going to reduce the burden on uh, other other property owners, which is what you want to see. And it's nice to see see it come to fruition. But you also have new projects going on in addition to the other staples up there, like you said, the Dollar General Distribution Center. Uh, there's also a um, a site development company named uh, Win Stanley that purchased a, a large property up there and is um, you know and referred to it as uh, one of the what, what did they say it was uh, one of the most attractive attractive pieces of property in the region. Mm. Um, and and so you have that going forward, which could be another potential big project. And then across from Dollar General, this is this is one that's really near and dear to our hearts is Vita Blend, which you might remember. They were originally up by the Barclay School. Um, they're expanding, and that's one that our economic development office has worked with them. But they're going to be putting up a new facility is, is across a, from Hill and Marks. Is that a health food drink? Yes, it's a, yeah, and supplements right. and things of that nature. Well, so yeah, a lot of action there. As you may remember, I used to work in the town of Florida mm-hmm. on Route 30, and I don't know when it was when I was driving up there, and I thought, holy smokes, look at this solar project, you know, right opposite near yeah. where I had, I yeah. had worked. Yeah. Uh, uh, is there opposition to that? Well, that one was a smaller project, and and quite frankly, it's 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 not pleasant to drive by, and it's also part of the reason why I said to you earlier, you know, in Kanajahari, we supported the big solar project because of where it was, and there wasn't community opposition, but you know that really has left a bad taste in people's mouth. And now you're talking about a, another bigger one on, on, on a site that has some. It's more higher up in elevation. In that town, town, yeah, of town of Florida. Yeah, it's uh, another article. I ten, I believe, state cited uh, project. So you know, again, it goes to trying to find that balance. But I always say, you know, I live in Amsterdam, but sometimes I'll cross the river and take five S into work just because it puts me in a good mood because there's so much positive uh, development going on over there that's really going to benefit the community for years and years to come. We're talking with Matt Ossenfort, Montgomery County Executive. Uh, you want to talk about Canada Harry, so let's do that. This is, uh, I guess we've skipped over exit 28. Maybe we'll come back to that uh, if we're doing the throughway exits. But Canada Harry is exit 29. Used to be for, I don't know, many decades, if not over 100 years, the home of Beechnut. Beechnut moved from Canada Harry yeah. to the town of Florida, and their plant was abandoned. 
Um, what's going on there? Well, it, it, everybody knows this site. You might not know where Montgomery County is or, or what you know what exactly it is, but you know that Beech Nut site because you drive by the thruway it all the time. But um, it was a one-horse town, and, and, and unfortunately uh, there was a flood, and they had to move. We were able to keep them in the county. They're now in town of Florida, which is great. But we were left with what to do with this site. But long story short is uh, we got the legislature to foreclose after a thorough environmental analysis. Um, and then we were able to pile up the state grants. And thank you to the governor uh, for giving us $6.5 million of Restore New York money to help with the cleanup. Um, it was one of the biggest Restore New York grants in New York state history. And now we're putting that money to work. And if you drive by, you'll see there's demolition going on on the eastern part of the site. We're working on the hazardous materials and abatement on the western part of the site, but also starting to you know address the interest uh in the site and uh, people are already looking at you know the potential redevelopment um and it's really exciting uh very 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 exciting time for the village of Harry. you get you have a chance to reimagine one third of a downtown of a charming canal community and it's 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 really going to be probably one of the greatest joys of my career is trying to get this right and make sure whatever we do on this 22 acres benefits the community and also is a regional draw um and really is long-lasting and has that sustainability because Kanajahari took a big blow uh, when when uh, Beechnut moved down the road. Uh, but uh, you know, I think there's now renewed hope for the future with, when they, they're seeing buildings come down, uh, they're seeing people working on a site, and it's going to take a while, but we're making tremendous progress, and that was a, a mostly due to the fact that the governor made this site a priority and, and gave us $6.5 million to, to, to start the cleanup and get that done. It seems that state government has been putting money in different places in We've uh, been Montgomery County. I I I think it, and and Bob, I think this goes back to the change in form of government. You now have you know one uh, one position that can lead the way, set a game plan that can last longer than year to year. You're setting five, ten year plans, and they also build relationships. And that's an important thing uh, when you know you need to you know let the state know what your issues are. You need to advocate for them. And I'll give you a perfect example. Our first Restore New York grant was five hundred thousand dollars because the way the Restore New York grant was done, you could, it was based on the size of the, the, the local municipality, which Kinnajerry is 1,800 people, but they have a big problem for a small village. And we said, listen, you know, this, uh, thank you for the half million dollars, but this is a unique situation. So the following year, they now had a special project designation for Restore New York, allowing up to $5 million. We applied for that and we won it. And that was because we spoke up and, and they understood the need, they understood the importance, and we made our case and we were able to get them to change the parameters of the grant. For from one year to the next, which what more can you ask for? And, and that's the state and the governor's team and the regional councils all going to bat, knowing what the game plan is, knowing that they can trust us to, to you know, put this money to good use and we have a good record. And I think that all adds up. And then, you know, you look at the $10 million for Amsterdam, you then just recently was announced another almost $7 million for transportation issues. And anybody that's driven around downtown Amsterdam knows it's impossible to get around. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that will help with that. And I think it all goes back to you know, having that trust and those relationships to know you can get the job done when the resources are given to you. Matt Ossenfort with us, Montgomery County Executive. Let me ask you about how your job came to be. You've alluded to it. Uh, Most of the years I worked in the media in Montgomery County, there was no county executive. There was a board of supervisors. Um, 
is it well? Why was it changed? Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna get, I'm gonna be very honest with it, about it with you. Um, there was an issue with administrators. Uh, they would hire an administrator, then fire an administrator, and then it went for a while. There was basically the supervisors ran the county. Each chair would 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 be in charge of that particular department that fell under their committee, and there was really nobody in charge. And there was one supervisor who had the idea, Larry Coddington, to go to a chartered form of government put together a committee that was chaired by our, our community college president that gave it credibility. But to be honest with you, <coughs> excuse me, the board probably thought it never would pass the voters. Okay. Because why would they vote to change the government and essentially eliminate their position at the county? Um, but it went to the voters, and next thing you know, it, it passed overwhelmingly. Um, and I think they underestimated where the voters sat because there was a lot of um, – how do you say, uh, contention at that time, mm-hmm. and people west versus east were constantly arguing within the county. Uh, but then it passed, and, and it was kind of a surprise to a lot of people. And um, then, you know, next thing you know, there was the uh, office, the running for the first group of legislators and, and executive, and, and uh, here I am. This has been Talk of the Town on Magic 590 and 100.5 in Albany and on 1410 and 96.9 in the Glens Falls Lake George region. Our guest this week was Matt Ossenfort, serving his second term as the first elected county executive in Montgomery County. This program will be a podcast on albanymagic.com and bobcudmore.com. I'm Bob Cudmore.